Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio. What? It's Tuesday already? All right, so the Royals are pretty close to a uh, historic game yesterday. Very, very close, almost to the end. I think they had, like, what, six outs left, but then one of the Cardinals. Uh, trying to look, think of the best way to describe it in a way that I can say it on the air, but I can't think of one really right now, but he screwed it up for everyone. Well, the Royals would have had a no-hitter. And that would have, it would have been an unusual no-hitter because they went to what's called the starter. I, I'm sorry, the opener. They call it the opener. It's a little trick to use in Major League Baseball. Not all teams use it, and it's begun to diminish in its popularity. But you begin the game with a relief pitcher, and he pitches one inning, which they did with Josh Stallman yesterday. Pitched the one inning, got everything underway, and then came Mike Myers in, and he was the starter, and he pitched very well. Those two, mostly Myers, combined to hold the Cardinals without a hit until the eighth inning. The Cardinals finally got some, got a couple of hits, and actually the seventh inning, not the eighth. Got a couple of hits, but it really amounted to nothing. If the Cardinals were looking for a sweep of the Royals this year, you can forget it because Kansas City owned the game yesterday, won it seven to nothing over St. Louis, 16 hit attack for the Royals. They are capable of doing that. The problem is not on a consistent basis. And Kansas City, under normal circumstances, doesn't have the hitting. But they did yesterday, and they came out, and they were banging away. And, hey, it's a 7 to nothing win. They'll play again tonight. And that ends the first half of their series. Take a couple of days off. Then the Cardinals and Royals resume play later in July. Later this summer is when they'll continue that series. Only those games will be up in Kansas City. But I'll tell you, if you take the Royals lightly, they're going to come back and bite you. And they certainly did with the Cardinals yesterday. Definitely did. And young teams, that's what can happen to you because you're just not expecting it. But yeah, I was kind of, I mean, obviously I love the Cardinals. And I don't hate the Royals, but I was kind of hoping Kansas City could pull that out. It's been good <laughs> for them, at least in a season, that they might not do anything else. Um, so Boston, if they had won last night, would have been the first team in history to come back from a 3-0 deficit to win and go to the finals, but that dream did not come true. Yeah, the if turned out to be a very big word because it did not happen, and it didn't happen in convincing fashion. The Miami Heat, I found this to be rather interesting too, Mike, because I, I'm just astounded that Miami won the game in Boston. Not, not very many teams go up to Boston Garden and win up there especially in close games or clutch games like this, which is a a championship semifinal game. Well, Miami, after their loss, and it was a heartbreaking loss on Saturday night, said, hey, we'll just sit down and go back to business again. We're capable of doing this. And I'll be darned if Jimmy Butler and Caleb Martin and those people didn't turn on. And Boston, quite really, was never in the game. The final score was 103-84. to The Celtics just melted down the stretch, really couldn't couldn't present any kind of a challenge at all and it's all Miami and it'll now be the Miami Heat versus the Denver Nuggets for the NBA championship starting on Friday night this is really interesting because Miami is is now the sports capital of the world for the winter sports their hockey team is playing for the Stanley Cup and the hockey team the Florida Panthers are based in Miami this this is really big for that Florida City However, I think Denver probably has the better NBA team. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But 
If the final score is 103 to 84, Miami Heat over Boston in Boston, big surprise. We going to be rooting for the Nuggets going into this thing, or are you uh, rooting for the Heat? At the start of the NBA season, and I'm not a big follower of the NBA during the regular season, I said Denver and Milwaukee probably have the best overall teams in the NBA. Well, they both turned out to be pretty good. They were both number one seeds in the competition. Milwaukee got knocked out in the first round by Miami. And Denver, of course, as you all know, knocked off the Los Angeles Lakers in four straight games to get to the Mm -hmm. championship. Denver has been rested. They haven't played in well over a week. Now, that can have its subtractions, too, because you're a little rusty. But I think the Denver team is pretty doggone good. I have to agree with that. We'll have to wait and see what happens. I know my uh, Celtics friends are not happy this morning. All right. Flip the script. Baseball. NCAA tournament. Who we like going into this thing? The field is now set. Everything is all set. And and what they do in the uh, NCAA baseball is seed the teams. Number one seed is Wake Forest. The Wake Forest University Demon Deacons out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. They get the number one seed, 47-10. and 10. 47 wins, 10 losses. However, they do have history going against them. For the last three years, the number one seed has not made it to the College World Series. Maybe Wake Forest changes all that this year. But anyway, the regionals get underway. They get underway on Friday and continue for the weekend. It's best of three, and then it's on to the super regional competition. And I say best of three, it's, it's, it's double elimination is what I should say. And Indiana State, who is the Missouri Valley Conference representative, is the 14th seed in the competition. They will play at home as well, and they stand a great chance to go on to the Super Regional. They're a really good team. For the Bears, season's all over, but Indiana State, which will host the Regional, certainly has a chance to carry that Missouri ba- uh, Valley banner very high. So, D-Hop has been let go and is basically floating around in the free agency. Uh, the Chiefs, obviously one of the teams that were after him. Couldn't strike a deal earlier on in the offseason now that we're into the next season and he's a free agent. You think the Chiefs are going to make another play at him? Well, I think they will. The question is, what will the price tag be? Because this 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 comes in, in, a, in a double-edged sword. Uh, yeah, the Arizona Cardinals let him go, so he's a free agent. He can make his own deal. The Chiefs are not trading with Arizona at all. There's no players in that to be given up. It's how much money can the Chiefs come up with? And DeAndre Hopkins is going to want a lot of money. Chief's salary cap is just over $2 million. That's all they have. And they're going to have to play with that and do some of the beach magic that he has with that if they want him. If they want him. That's the big deal. Hopkins has said he would prefer Buffalo, the Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens, those three, and he's got a couple more in there, including the Los Angeles Chargers. But right now it would appear as though the three teams in the hunt are the Chiefs, the Ravens and the Bills with the Dallas Cowboys as a dark horse. They have been looked upon by many of the NFL aficionados as really a key player in this deal. They certainly have the money. The only only problem that Arizona has is while they get rid of his salary, they don't in a sense because they're responsible for the 2023 salary. And the one thing they don't get rid of is the dead cap space because that stays with Arizona and it's something like $23 million somewhere around there. But anyway, we'll see what happens with DeAndre Hopkins. I certainly think there'll be some news coming up, maybe as soon as today, but certainly this week. Hope you're right. I would love to see him in uh, 
Red and gold. Uh, I think they need to get that Chris Jones extension done. That's the key. That is probably what might be holding it back, or at least why they can't move around a lot more money. Um, I'm thinking they might be looking at doing kind of a juju deal with him and just getting him in for a year and maybe help us get another championship. We'll see. Missouri Prep Baseball playoffs happened yesterday while most of us had the day off. How'd they do? They're going on all week. It's classes one, two, one and two uh, yesterday and today. Three and four tomorrow and Thursday, and five and six Friday and Saturday, all culminating with the state championships. Well, this is Tuesday, so that means there are state championships today in class one, and that'll be at one o'clock this afternoon. St. Elizabeth, which is up around a little bit to the north and east of Rolla, will take on South Nottaway, and that's a one o'clock game. At the seven o'clock game is the class two state championship, and that matches the Ashgrove Pirates. Green County against Salisbury. And Mike, what's interesting is, or, and it doesn't happen very often, or, or it doesn't happen, let's put it this way, in a championship you expect to have the best teams, well that doesn't happen all the time, especially when you have a single elimination, but it does in this one. Ashgrove is 24-0, and zero. Salisbury is 24-1. and one. This is a great game. They'll play at 7 o'clock tonight. Class 2 uh, state championship rides on it. 3-4 and four tomorrow, 5-6 and six Saturday, uh, Friday and Saturday. Sounds like both those teams have some good pitching. Oh, yeah. I bet really they do. Uh, uh, most of the NASCAR got postponed and postponed and postponed, and everything happened yesterday. Did they uh, pull it off? Even yeah, they did. Even with a red flag for a one-hour rain delay, a lot of rain on the yeah. East they got Coast. screwed on this deal. This is Charlotte, North Carolina, where they were having the uh, the Coca-Cola 600, is what they call that. Supposed to have been Sunday night, following the Indy 500, did not get run because of rain, so they ran it yesterday. Ryan Blaney gets the win, and he caps a huge weekend for the Roger Penske driving team. What else is new? The Roger Penske driving team is the the New York Yankees or the New England Patriots of racing, they dominate every year. Won the Indy 500. They win this one with Roger Blaney, or I should say Ryan Blaney, driving for them. And then they go over to the 24 Hours of Le Mans, which is coming up uh, later on over in Europe. He'll have teams, he being Penske, teams entered in that too. It's a pretty doggone good weekend for probably the top driving team or racing team in America. Anyway, the winner is Ryan Blaney, his first win since 2019. That's a big deal. And the fans finally got their racing weekend in. Yes, they finally did. (laughs) And I'm sorry to all the wives out there that had to deal with their husband watching racing from 10 until, what, probably late last night, Ned. Have a great day, and I will see you tomorrow.